What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. This Week in Cannabis News with my good friend David Wiley from OkanaganZ.com slash OZ. Uh, And David, uh, thank you very much for joining us once again on This Week in Cannabis News. And we have uh, a variety of very interesting stories to get through. First of all, how are things? Hey, good to good to talk to you. It's, uh, it was good coming off of uh, you know a bit of a cyberspace 420, and uh, kicked it off with uh, with some edibles, some some scones in the morning, and it was fantastic. How about yours? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was relaxing. Um, I did pop into a couple of stores just to see what the atmosphere was like. It was so quiet. Uh, not you know usually you would see pop ups and. Uh, all kinds of swag and different things, and it was very quiet, unfortunately, just because of the uh, the times that we're in. So yeah, I just relaxed on my uh, deck. It was a beautiful day, and uh, enjoyed it myself. Four twenty on four twenty in twenty twenty. So there was uh, so much going on uh, in that way. So let's get to our first uh, interesting story this week, and we're we're talking about uh, cannabis in the United States uh, in on a, on a couple of different fronts. Yeah, boy, the U.S. is a mess. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't think very many people would argue no. that. It's just a patchwork. So that's a, that's a problem right now. Um, you know, there's a major disconnect between states that are legal, states that are medical. Uh, there's no real federal cohesion. And that's really becoming injurious to cannabis companies. Um, but, you know, also just a regular U.S. citizen. And cannabis CEOs in the U.S. now are saying that they expect that that gap's going to close because we have seen several legal states declare cannabis as essential business during this pandemic. Um, but that doesn't stop, unfortunately, the industry from being in a pretty major slump. You know, we saw really strong sales that were trending at the start of the shutdown here in Canada and the U.S. But now retailers have become, uh, they've gone to a bit of a survival mode. You know, struggling with life without tourists. A lot of regular customers are stocked up now. And sales in Colorado, for example, have reportedly fallen about 21% in the second half of March um, compared to last year. In Nevada, you're seeing about a 15% fall. Yet they can't access federal aid. And that's something that we saw in Canada that became a real problem um, because federally, these uh, legal cannabis businesses are still illegal uh, when you look through the eyes of that larger level of government, uh, it, you know, it just doesn't make any sense, especially when you look at the fact that legalization across the U.S. would actually be a major financial boon for a country that really needs it right now. You know, trying to support every every resident there and make sure that they can make it through, just like we are. You know, analysts for Co- from Cohen & Co. actually estimate that the U.S. cannabis market right now is worth about 56 billion dollars and about 90 percent of those sales are actually going untaxed right now uh, into the illegal market now cure relief which has entered into a deal um, to merge with canopy growth bring a bit of pain angle here they're expecting that when uh that this is going to be a big change the covid19 is really going to push legalization in the u.s and uh cure relief chairman boris jordan he told cnbc recently um that, that there are some parallels to be made with the Great Depression. And right after the Great Depression, the U.S. government focused on tax revenue generation and lifted prohibition on alcohol. 
so they could tax it. And that's something that he's predicting we might see uh, after this great recession that is really starting to hit us through the pandemic. Now, now amidst all of this, uh, we've those of us who like to look south across the border know that there's a U.S. election coming, and that's set for November 3rd. A lot of people who are pro-cannabis have really been cheering for Bernie Sanders to become the nominee for the, uh, the Democratic Party. He's very uh, pro-cannabis, has come out and said that if he were elected president, that right at the snap of his fingers, he would uh, use a presidential decree, executive order, I believe it's called, and legalize cannabis right off the top. Um, but unfortunately, uh, you know, for those for those of us who care about weed, former Vice President Joe Biden is now the presumptive candidate, and uh, he really seems to be one of the uh, least favored towards cannabis. Uh, I mean, really, he spent almost his entire political career so far, uh, just really propagating the war on drugs. So we're, you know, I don't know what's going to come of this. Uh, He's been a little bit of a flip-flopper on the issue. And uh, as as recent as about four or five months ago, he came out and said that, well, there's still evidence that cannabis is a gateway drug. Um, And, you know, just about a, a few weeks ago, he came out and said, well, that's not really what I meant. And uh, we really honestly don't know where he stands at this point, unfortunately. Well, so there's going to be lots to talk about as that election starts to up, that's for sure. No kidding. And listen, we saw, you know, how important cannabis was in an election uh, here in Canada. And, and there, there are some that think that, you know, Bernie and his pro-pot, attitude might be able to kind of soften and 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 work on uh, Joe Biden a little bit. Do you buy do you buy into that? You know, I do, and especially with the the fact that he came out only a few weeks ago and really seemed to soften his stance. Um a lot of pro Sanders folks, especially those on the extreme end, uh you know, threatened to vote Trump just because they're upset about the way this whole Democratic nomination went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I I don't know that that's the solution. Um, so, you know, here's hoping that uh, that Biden can, can uh, change his stance a little bit, particularly on this issue. And looking, looking coming down from, from COVID, once, once we start to move on a little bit, um, you know, we really have seen through this whole pandemic just how important cannabis is, not only to the economy, but to medical patients, and rec users, and to employment. I mean, the list goes on. It's This is a big industry. 100%. And, and you know, you hope, uh, as, as some experts do, that that will speed up the legalization process in the United States, and people will see just how you know, reliant some medical patients are um, in in this sector, um, whether you're on the mm-hmm. south or north north of the border. So, uh, hopefully, that comes out of uh, this, as we've seen how important cannabis has been in Canada. And you know, David, we've seen doom and gloom uh, from the cannabis industry for a while, and COVID nineteen is not helping, despite. Uh, some you know big sales in some start uh, places initially, uh, but there is some good news when it comes to the cannabis industry and pot stocks. Uh, a rare good news pot stock story. Well, seeing Afria and the Valance Company and the way that they've been performing as of late, um, it's been surprising. 
even even the fans of these companies are uh, are pleasantly surprised at just how well they're doing. They both posted net profits in their most recent quarter. Uh, Ontario-based AFRI in particular, bucking all expectations. Uh, they have a net cannabis revenue of $55.6 million in the third quarter. That's an increase of 65% from the prior quarter. Uh, one of their more popular products that uh, maybe some listeners are familiar with, and that's the Soleil brand, mm-hmm. um, really well known for their oils. Uh, now, during a call with investors, Aprius says that there's actually been no layoffs during the pandemic wow. and that none of their operations have been affected. So the company has actually been increasing employee compensation and flexibility, uh, and they're seeing a big increase in their, their medical product demand also. Uh, and they've recently opened their diamond growing facility, which is now in its, in its second full crop rotation. And Kelowna-based Valens, meanwhile, uh, they say that their fiscal first quarter revenue was $31.9 million. Uh, and that's, that's up. It's, there's actually their third straight quarter of profit, profitability. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with Balance, they make extraction products, uh, including vape carts, uh, beverages, base camp they have in Ontario for sale, uh, and also oils and other, other products. Now, they've actually also been showing their friendly corporate side recently and have been manufacturing hand sanitizers for first responders. So good on them. Those are the good stories uh, that I'm here for during this strange times is, uh, you know, a company mm-hmm. that's, you know, still showing a profit and able to uh, to give back. So kudos to both Afria and uh, Valens. Now, this this next story um, is is giggle worthy at the at the beginning, but then there's like kind of a bizarre, almost serious that shouldn't be happening side to it. Let's talk about stoned shopping. <laughs> oh man, I have actually had to give myself. Uh, a ban from Amazon for a while because I am just so guilty of this. Um, and apparently I'm not alone. So stone shoppers have, have poured about a billion dollars into the Canadian economy. Yeah, you heard me, a billion. Wow. Um, oh, they've been buying all kinds of things. Um, so according to a survey by finder.com, they say nearly one in five Canadians admit to shopping well high at least once in their life. They're like me a lot more than once in their life and making an average spend of about 187 bucks. Oh, that's so incredible. That's, that's some big numbers. Perhaps unsurprisingly, food was the number one category that uh, high shoppers have dished out for. It's about 60% of shoppers saying that they've satiated their munchies with online orders. Um, clothing and shoes. That's the next most popular category. So if you've looked at someone and wondered who dresses them, <laughs> well, maybe they're buying well under the influence. And that's about a quarter of high shoppers doing that. Um, you know, others are buying cigarettes and uh, and or weed online. That's something that I'm definitely guilty of. I tend to, to uh, cruise the BC Cannabis Store while I'm high just to take a look at what's new. And uh, other popular purchases include DVDs and movies and tech products. Now, the thing that really surprised me is that about 5% of people who shopped high bought a pet yeah. online. Uh, who does that? That's wrong. Like, uh, like buying a pet is, uh, you know, having a pet is a big responsibility. And, and you don't think about some of those things when you're high. You know, and that's where I say this kind of, you know, gets into a serious. Like, the first stuff is kind of giggle-worthy and funny. You should not be yep. buying pets online, nor when you're high. 
No, I mean, that's a, that seems like a big decision to me. And I didn't, part of me surprised because I didn't actually know you could buy a pet online. Me neither. Um, so I guess these Google searches are getting a little weird when people are vibing. Wow. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm like you, I've been there. Um, I've just, I, I, one night I ordered like about 13 different things for my wife and just <laughs> enjoyed them showing up every other day, remembering that I had ordered them. So, but none of them were pets or, well, some of them were stuffed pets, but no live pets <laughs> uh, were ordered, uh, while I was, uh, shopping high. Uh, so yeah, don't order pets, order food. That's fine. Skip the dishes, whatever mm-hmm. you're going to do support your local restaurants. Uh, but no pets. Uh, let's let's make that rule uh, pretty clear right now. Correct? That could be our new our new PSA. I mean, yeah. Bob yeah. Barker is famous for uh, advocating for neutered pets. Yeah, we can advocate not to buy pets online while high. Yes. All right. So from Bob Barker to other celebrities uh, involved in cannabis and. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus is getting into the cannabis game. Now, the only issue I have is with this article from Variety that uh, we've both read, they refer to him as a Grammy-winning singer of Old Town Road. Like, we all know (laughs) that's not what Billy Ray Cyrus is famous for. He is famous for Achy Breaky Heart. Like, where is the Achy Breaky Heart to drop here? That's... You know, I, I was reading a great piece by Variety on this, and they were saying that Billy Ray Cyrus is doing his wakey-bakey part. Okay. So, full marks to that journalist. Nice. Yeah, he's uh, so he's joining forces with Lowell Herb Company for uh, what's called Midnight Special, and that's a limited edition black pack of pre-rolls. And uh, Billy Ray is not the first celebrity to be jumping on, on the weed train. Um, you know, we've been seeing Snoop Dogg and uh, and Canada's favorite uh, Seth Rogen, who have jumped on to uh, the Canopy bandwagon doing their own strains. And uh, let's see, who else? We've got the late rapper Notorious B.I.G. and cannabis activist Jack Error, who've come out with their uh, with their products as well. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting that he's doing that. Uh, his daughter, who maybe other people are a little more familiar with Miley Cyrus is actually a really well-known cannabis advocate and uh, partaker as well. Um, There are quite a few entertainment stories that have been dropping through the pandemic. And one, I don't know if you've seen cooked with cannabis on Netflix, which just debuted. Not yet. No. So they've dropped six episodes. Uh, I watched the first episode and quite enjoyed it. Uh, It's about, you know, there's, there's three cooks who are facing off to make the best, cannabis infused three course meal the winning chef gets 10 grand mm. um you know it was good i i always like when when the cannabis community is highlighted in uh, maybe a more serious light and parts of this show nah they got my back up a little bit um with the way that uh, the people were being portrayed i did find it a little bit entertaining when the celebrity judges um you could tell even after the first course that some of these dishes were having an effect at one point in time. One of them said that it tasted like unicorns, uh, which got a bit of a giggle out of me. Um, but definitely there is a, there's quite a bit of opportunity for this show cooked with cannabis to, uh, to excel. Um, and I guess the last, lastly in entertainment, we mentioned Seth Rogen earlier. 
He actually appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Um, say that he looked pretty quarantine haggard chic. He was wearing an Alanis Morissette t-shirt. Nice. So representing Canada. Um, Jimmy Kimmel joked actually that he was cut out for quarantine, uh, which he laughed at. He said, we're not all in this together because this hasn't been bad for me. He said, I'm built for this. Yeah. I've been kind of in self-isolating since 2009, which, uh, which definitely I can feel in my bones. And he talked a little bit about his live tweeting uh, cats, which took off on social media for those who follow him. And uh, he also does quite a bit of pottery. So he and Jimmy Kimmel have talked about possibly recreating that scene from Ghost. Oh my goodness. Not sure I want to see that. I saw uh, some of Seth Rogen's posts uh, with his pottery saying, I made this. Uh, so I, I always enjoy um, a good anything with uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, he, he's, he makes me laugh. Uh, he makes me think sometimes. And uh, he told that stupid guy in Vancouver to go home uh, when he was doing that dumb parade that that guy was doing. Mm-hmm. So I was even more happy. Uh, with Seth Rogen then just just quickly on the uh, the cooking show with cannabis um, there was a show on Netflix that I watched called cooking on high and you know it was funny there was some they they, they said they had celebrity judges um, I didn't know a whole lot of them uh, but the only thing I didn't like about it was it was it was just you know perpetuating that stereotype of that stoner because um, you know, some of these people clearly couldn't handle this. And I think yeah. we can have a funny and, and educational and entertaining cooking show about cannabis where the judges don't on, end up on, on the floor. All of them, uh, you know, you can still be goofy and you can be high and you can be entertaining uh, without making everybody uh, look like the typical stoner that people think about. There's really a balance to be struck. And I don't think we're there yet, unfortunately. Um so anybody who's considering a cooking show, I'd say that there's definitely a product to be made and we haven't seen it yet. You betcha. David, thanks as always for joining me on this week in cannabis news on the cannabis One One podcast. Uh, stay healthy and uh, we'll chat next week. Sounds good. And the words of Seth Rogen, stay clean and wipe it down. <laughs>